You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Live from Chicken Town, this is the Flopcast episode 566 on Flopcast.net. Yes, yes. Hello, Cornflake. Hello, Kevin. So we do have a little tradition around here. Uh, every 100 episodes, we'll be getting to that very quickly. But first, how about National Whatever Day? National Whatever Day! Now seems as good a time as any to celebrate this guy. On the 14th of March... Pi Day. A guy that's been active... Since the 50s, still at it today, but turning 90 years old on the 14th, hmm. Michael Caine. Oh, okay. Michael Caine. Is he still working? Still busy? Still a little bit busy. I feel like I have not seen Michael Caine in a long time, but sure. Well, in, in more recent years, it's been more like voicing characters and okay. things like that. I don't know the last time I saw Michael Caine in anything, which doesn't mean he's not keeping busy because I, I don't see anything. I don't know what's going on out there. You probably know him from the, the Muppet thing, right? Muppet Christmas Carol? Yeah, Muppet Christmas Carol. He was Ebenezer Scrooge. I figured that'd be a big Michael Caine credit for you. And also Miss Congeniality. Oh, I don't know that one. But would it be safe to say that most people would know him as Alfred from the Batman movies? Like Batman Returns? Yeah, the Christian Bale Batman movies of the 2000s. Yes, that's right. He was Alfred. Despite the uh, wildly varying quality of all the Batman movies over the years, Alfred has always been really good. They seem to always get Alfred right. I can't speak to the latest Batman movie, the one that just came out last year, because I don't even remember who played Alfred in that one. I tried to watch it and I fell asleep and I haven't tried again. <laughs> so Maybe Alfred is great in the new one as well. In the 80s, though, Michael Caine was in like Everything. Every third movie, at least, there's Michael Caine, right? Yes. Including your favorite, Blame It on Rio. Is that considered the greatest in the Michael Caine filmography? You think? Is that what he's... That's the one they're going to remember him for. I kind of was hoping they'd remember him for the voice part he had in Cars 2. Yeah, that's not going to happen. It's all about Blame It on Rio. <laughs> all anybody cares about. Did you know that there is a song by the band Madness called Michael Caine? No, I, do. I, I like Madness. I don't think I know Michael Caine by Madness. Yeah, there's a, a song of theirs called Michael Caine from 1984. And huh. because his daughter was a huge fan of the band, he provided vocal samples for the song. So you can hear Michael Caine in it. Oh, wow. Is it stupid? <laughs> Why wouldn't it be? <laughs> yeah, but which doesn't mean I won't love it. Uh, I'll definitely right. <laughs> check that out. I like stupid things. The Scrooge movie was good, though. He did, I, I like the Disney Christmas Carol. He did a fantastic job in that. He was working with Muppets. Now, he's no Mr. Magoo. Don't get me wrong. No. Even with their catchy songs, they're not singing about raspberry dressings. So. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the, Paul Williams made the music. It's a fine, fine movie until you compare it to Mr. Magoo's Christmas Carol. Then it's all over. Out of the way, Michael Caine. The winner is Magoo. But sure, this week, and he's turning 90. That's impressive. Yeah. 
So it seemed like a good time to celebrate him. Absolutely. Happy birthday to Blame It On Rio's own Michael Caine. Someday you'll have to explain to me why you're so obsessed with Blame It On Rio. <laughs> well, that day is not going to be today. <laughs> no, another time, perhaps. But meanwhile, well, speaking of the 80s, we're going back to the 80s, as we often do around here. And we do this every 100 weeks. This is a tradition here on the <laughs> Flopcast. That's such a weird metric. <laughs> it's Flopcast episode 566. And it, yeah, every time we hit one of these uh, 66 numbered episodes, we roll back to V66, which was a UHF TV channel, local channel out of the Boston area in the mid 80s. And it was a music video channel. It, it was Boston's like local version of MTV. And it was glorious. I miss it to this day. <laughs> it was the best. It was not here for long. V66 only existed for a year and a half. They started in like spring 85. And then by the fall of 86, one dark day, suddenly it turned into the home shopping channel. When all us kids went to tune in to uh, see more wacky Cindy Lauper videos and such, instead, home shopping. And we were sad and confused. Despondent, in fact. I feel like we've been a little sad and confused ever since. Yeah, it never stopped. But here we are. But while it was there, yeah, it was great. And, and it was it was better than MTV because it was so goofy and so low budget. And, and it was live. It, it was like a radio station. Yeah, wasn't canned at all. And they just, they played all the classic mid-80s stuff that MTV was showing, plus a bunch of local stuff. There were local Boston bands would have their music videos on V66. So that was fun, too. These bands that never really broke big nationally, like the Del Fuegos and, and, and some that did get big, like Till Tuesday and uh, Extreme. Yeah. We saw first on V66. We were thinking of V66 just last summer. I think we talked about this on the show, but the mayor and I went to a Taylor Dane concert. I remember that. Which was fantastic. And I don't think we mentioned this part on the show, though, but we're standing around waiting for Taylor to start. And on stage to introduce Taylor Dane was David O'Leary, who was one of the VJs on V66. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, because he's still working in radio. And then I was thinking, Taylor Dane never got to appear on V66. That's right. Because she was slightly after it. That. She was like a year too late. She just missed it. Yeah. If they'd stuck around like another year, Taylor would have been all over V66. Their loss. Uh, oh, and, and we got to mention the movie also. Right. There's a documentary we've spoken of many, many times around here, but there are still people that don't know about it because I met some of these people just a couple of months ago. There's a documentary all about V66. It's called Life on the V. And even if you're not from around here, even if you don't remember watching V66 the way we did, it's still such an amazing snapshot of the pop music, the video scene of the mid 80s. And it's, it's a fantastic documentary. Really, really fun. Really well done. Oh, yeah, it's good. Uh, directed by a friend of the Flopcast, uh, Eric Green, who we've had on the show. And uh, Eric is a 
terrific. He's done some other film projects as well. Uh, the website, if you want to learn about the movie, it's lifeonthev.com. We'll have a link to it. And, and it's around. It's available through various online sources and such. So uh, you can get your hands on this movie if you want to. And you should. But yeah, when I was at the uh, Aresia Science Fiction Convention back in January, and I was wearing my goofy face masks every day, I've got a V66 mask. And that's the only mask that got any kind of response from anybody because three or four people <laughs> were all excited to see a V66 logo on a face mask. And, uh, and I, I stopped and uh, chatted with a couple of them and pointed them towards the movie because they didn't know there is a documentary. So for this year's uh, V66-themed discussion, I, uh, I sent you a list. I looked up the top 66 songs of 1986, the Billboard list of uh, just the top 66 songs in honor of V66. And if I understand this correctly, when you looked at the list, there were some songs that you did not immediately recognize. So those are the ones that we wanted to discuss today. And I believe there's about four and a half of them, correct? You would be correct. So we might as well turn this into a top four and a half list. Commencing countdown. Four. Three, two, one. What? One half? The top four and a half list. And it is amazing by contrast how many of these are super familiar to me. I'm realizing as I look at this list, if somebody just randomly said to me, name your favorite songs from the 80s, I bet most, if not all of them, would be from 1986. <laughs> yeah, that, that was a, an amazing year for uh, 80s pop. We're going to get into the ones that were less recognizable to you for one reason or another in top four and a half list form. And I also have to point out, uh, based on my Flopcast database, this is the 100th episode of the Flopcast to contain a top four and a half list. Whoa! So, a special moment in the history of the Flopcast, in the history of the top four and a half list. No pressure there. Yes, yeah, so this better be good. <laughs> <laughs> the 100th episode, and I'm the only one with a list. I gotta carry the day. I will do my best. You've got the list. So, yeah, we've got a, a big, long list of 66 songs here. The top 66. We're gonna pare that down to the top four and a half that uh, you did not recognize, at first glance, at least. Let's find out what those were. Cornflake, what's that number Four. We do our fair share of talking about Lisa Lisa and the Cult Jam on this show, Kevin. <laughs> yep. Yeah, we do. Probably not enough. We got to step up our Lisa Lisa talk. Well, clearly we do, and I need to get with the program because I saw that there was a song on this list called All Cried Out, and I have no recollection of it. Wow. It, now, have you gone and checked on these songs? Did you look them up since? since yeah. Okay. So now when you researched the song, did you actually know it? No. Wow. <laughs> Because I feel like we've discussed All Cried Out by Lisa Lisa. Maybe we have. Because not only do I know this song, I've performed this song. <laughs> Sponge Awareness has covered All Cried Out by Lisa Lisa and Cult Jam. This is one of the songs that we did with, with our friend Kim Jennings. Because it turns into something of a duet right in the middle. It doesn't sound like a duet at first, but then right in the middle, suddenly a dude pops up. I don't know if it'll make you feel any better, but a year later... They'd release Head to Toe. I remember that song really well. Oh, yeah. Lisa Lisa had a bunch of big hits, but this was her uh, her 80s, her slow, sad 80s duet. She's all cried out. 
which has some of the goofiest lyrics as well. The guy sings, I'm so sorry, and then she sings, apology not accepted. Yeah. <laughs> Add me to the broken hearts you've collected. <laughs> I mean, it's great. <laughs> I went and listened to the song, and I'm like, well, this is timeless. I don't remember it, though. <laughs> it's timeless. <laughs> I don't know if I'd go so far as to call it timeless. It's pretty solidly grounded in 1986, I would say. <laughs> but I'm a Lisa Lisa fan. Well, I'm surprised by uh, the first song on your list. If only because it's a song that, that uh, my goofy band has actually performed. And you might have actually been there. <laughs> That's Maybe you were in line to get another coffee or something and you missed it. Gotta be. Could be. Well, let's move on then. What is, uh, what's at number three? <laughs> so at number three, how about the Jets with Crush on You? Oh, no. The Jets. Okay. <laughs> sort of a related act to, uh, to Lisa Lisa. Uh, in that they had some like freestyle hits as well, I believe. Yeah, the Jets. I know we've talked about the Jets. Yeah, I, I guess we must have, but I just... Every couple of years, we talk about the Jets on the Flopcast, and we try to figure out who they were and where they were from, because I can never quite remember. They come from an island somewhere. They're from like Fiji or Tonga or Samoa or something. It, it's a family, a bunch of brothers and sisters. They were the Jets. Oh, that's neat. Remember? And they had a bunch of hits. Including, yeah, Crush on You. Now, did you did you uh, pull it up on YouTube and give it a, a, a listen? Yeah, and I don't remember it. <laughs> oh, you still didn't know it, even after after listening to it? Yeah, that one, I, I'm sure I've heard it, but I just, I don't remember listening to it. Just to give the, uh, the rankings, All Cried Out by Lisa Lisa was the number 61 song of 1986, and the Jets were at number 52 with Crush on You. But that's out of every song from the year, so, you know, these are huge hit songs we're talking about yeah the jets had they had oh four or five big hits yeah when i think of the jets i think of you got it all right right the slow song yes but they had a bunch this crush on you is a catchy fun little song but this was like a big sibling band big pile of siblings big pile of brothers and sisters and they came from some island somewhere all right, so you you know some of the Jets songs, at least, and, and I feel like you should know more. I have some work to do. Yeah, you've got some deep, deep Jets research ahead of you. <laughs> really put a lot of work into this. Become a, a Jets expert and super fan. Well, I think that's what 2023 requires of me. I know you've been looking for a big, stupid, pointless project for the year. <laughs> to become a subject matter expert on the Jets. And here you go. There's a concert coming up around here. There's like a freestyle package tour happening. Lisa Lisa is in the lineup and the Jets. The two bands that you've named so far have a concert coming up together. Oh. <laughs> and you better be there. Well, I think I'd go so far as to say that I am not the uh, I'm not the target audience, I guess. <laughs> I mean, you're not going. I'm not going. So at that point, who's going? Oh, dear. Somebody better show up to support Lisa Lisa and the Jets. I want to apologize personally and profusely <laughs> to the freestyle genre as a whole. I am a bad fan. We are not going, but we're calling upon all Flopcast listeners to go support <laughs> Lisa Lisa and the Jets please. Uh, that was number three on your list, Cornflake. What's number two? It was the song that was number 45 on the list for the year. I'm talking about Sly Fox, Let's Go All The Way. Oh, yeah. You know, if I had to guess of all the songs on this list, which ones you may not have recognized, that would have been my guess. Yes, yeah, Sly Fox. And that that's a one-hit wonder band. Sly Fox, we never heard anything else from except this one. Just kind of a goofy 
synthy dance kind of a song. A weird music video, as I recall. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen it since since it was on V66, probably. But uh, I remember it being rather odd. Yeah, I saw bits and snippets of the music Ooh. video when I went and tried to listen to it the other day, just to see if it was something that I knew. Now, did you recognize the song when you heard it? I didn't. Oh, okay. So this is another one completely off your radar. That's great. We still have so much to learn about the mid-80s. Where was I for Sly Fox? How did I not hear this song? Are you a Sly Fox super fan now? Yeah, I can't get enough. And all I'm stuck with, unfortunately, if I want to listen to anything else by Sly Fox, is a song called Como Tu Te Lama. Oh, I don't know that one. And Don't Play With Fire. So those were not hits, though. No. This was their one hit. And I mean, it's not great. <laughs> I could get along without this song if I needed to. (laughs) (laughs) Are you sure you don't need more Sly Fox in your life? Yeah, who am I kidding? I desperately need more Sly Fox. I got to add them to the lineup with uh, Lisa, Lisa, and the Jets. If they add Sly Fox to that show, then we're definitely going. (laughs) We're in. We're all in. That's what it's going to take. Well, let's move along if we can get off of Sly Fox, possibly. I guess that brings us to number one. And it's a big jump up the list from here. And because I want to spare you the disappointment right up front, I want to let you know that once I went and listened to the song, of course I knew what it was. And it was the song that was at number 13 for the year. 13? Friends and Lovers by Gloria Loring and Carl Anderson. Right, right. Another duet. Kim and I never did this one. That's a shame. I think this would have been fantastic with the two of you. Yeah, somehow Sponge Awareness and uh, and Kim Jennings, we never got around to (laughs) to doing Friends and Lovers. That would have been rough. Yeah, Gloria Loring and Carl Anderson. And this was from a soap opera, I think. Makes sense. There were like two or three hit songs in the 80s got popular on soap operas. And Gloria Loring was Alan Thicke's wife, I think. I think they were like a team responsible for a lot of songs back then. All I can say is I went back and listened to this song and remembered just how beautiful their voices were. And I can't remember them in anything else. Yeah, I don't think they had any any other hit songs. All they needed was this one, I guess. I think these were mainly soap opera people. There was another one too. There was also uh, All I Need by Jack Wagner. Oh, yeah. I loved that song. That was just a hit song by a soap opera guy. I loved that. Yes. <laughs> that song was great. But Friends and Lovers, also a great song. I just didn't know that that's what it was called. I think I thought maybe it was called One or the Other or, or something like that. I don't know that I'd call it a great song. <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> I will sit over here and like it by myself. <laughs> it's certainly popular, though. Number 13 for the year. It's so soulful. It's very impressive. I do like some of the synth effects in that song. Some of those weird keyboard patches, those kind of echoey, reverby keyboard things going. I yeah. do like. I like a ridiculous 80s keyboard sound that's unmistakably 80s, and you do get that in Friends and Lovers. Probably not an enduring song, though. Not something, probably people haven't thought about Gloria Loring and Carl Anderson duetting in a very long time, until we brought it up today. We're bringing it back, right here and right now. How about Cornflake, top of your list? What is number one half? That was the song at number eight by Survivor. I didn't remember Burning Heart. Oh, no. 
Well, that, this just got serious. This is a problem. I mean, have I just admitted to a cardinal sin here by not knowing a Survivor song? I'm feeling a bit judged, actually. This Kevin. is a problem. I'm judging harshly right now. No, it's fine. Why? This is um, now. Now, did you did you check out the song? Did you know it when you heard it? Yeah, and when I heard it, it sounded like a Survivor song. This is Rocky Four. I know, but it was it, it's no Eye of the Tiger. I mean, Eye of the Tiger was Rocky Three with Mr. T. It's time for Rocky Four. A couple of years later, they went back to Survivor. Hey, guys, we need another song. Are you trying to say that Burning Heart even holds a light to Eye of the Tiger? <laughs> it's certainly not the all-time classic that Eye of the Tiger is, but it's still a Rocky song by Survivor. This is Rocky Goes to Russia, Rocky Four, Soviet Union. He's over there fighting uh, Dolph Lundgren. Oh, yeah. I remember because we talked about people named Dolph. Sure. <laughs> he was either going to beat up Dolph Lundgren or Dolph Sweet from Give Me a Break. Either way, he was cleaning house. <laughs> Stallone is going to destroy every Dolph he can find. And Survivor has a song for every one of them. So don't lose all faith in me because, of course, I know Eye of the Tiger. I know Is This Love. Yep. I, I like to think that I'm not a complete... <laughs> idiot when it comes to Survivor. But Burning Heart? Burning Heart holds no place in my memory. I would think that you know more Survivor songs than most people. Most people could name one. You could name two or three. Look at me go. Yeah. Oh yeah. You're ahead of the game. Now they had a bunch. Survivor has more hit songs than people remember, I think. They had a bunch of hits. They had The Search Is Over and High on You. They had a bunch. Oh, I loved The Search Is Over. Yeah, yeah. Beautiful song. But yeah, Burning Heart. This was uh, <laughs> Rocky Four. Very important. So right up there in the top 10 songs of the year, there was one that uh, you didn't quite remember at first glance, at least. A fitting song, therefore, for my number half pick. Absolutely. But what a list this is. So, so those four and a half are the songs that you were least familiar with looking at the top 66. What are some of your uh, actual favorites on this list? Oh, my goodness. Just real quick. You know, we got to kind of lightning round this, but uh, pull out some uh, all-time cornflake favorites from this list. Is it We Don't Have to Take Our Clothes Off by Jermaine Stewart? Yes. Yes. I loved that song. I thought so. But also, No One Is to Blame oh, sure. by Howard Jones. And even like Something About You by Level 42. <laughs> yep. Uh, when the Going Gets Tough, the Tough Gets Going by Billy Ocean. Oh, sure. That That's a Jewel of the Nile. Uh, that, that's what the music video with uh, Michael Douglas and Kathleen Turner and Danny DeVito playing the saxophone. And also There'll Be Sad Songs by Billy Ocean. Billy Ocean is well represented on this list. Indeed. And Rock Me Amadeus by Falco. <laughs> oh, you know I love Falco. You know I love Falco. Absolutely. So much. And Sledgehammer. Peter Gabriel Sledgehammer? Sure. What about you? Oh, man. Where to begin? Manic Monday from the Bangles is on here. Yeah. Speaking of V66, that was a case where I think V66 got that video first before MTV. Because the Bengals knew what was what. <laughs> they knew what they were doing. Oh, there's Belinda with Mad About You. That was the first Belinda Carlisle uh, solo hit. Yes. I love These Dreams from Heart. Beautiful song. Oh, there's Glory of Love. Karate Kid Part 2. Come on. Karate Kid. <laughs> Peter Cetera. So sure, a lot of uh, classics that are all-time favorites of ours. Uh, just in case anybody's wondering, the top of the list 
number one for the year was Dion and Friends, <laughs> as in <laughs> Dion Warwick, Gladys Knight, Elton John, Stevie Wonder. That's what friends are for. Kind of a goofy song. But you could not escape it in 1986. Yeah, and, and I love it. And, you know, we should point people towards, there's a documentary. There's a new Dion Warwick documentary. I think it's on HBO. It's around. Look it up. It's great. Highly recommend. I don't remember what it's called, but just everybody just Google Dion Warwick documentary and watch it. It's fantastic. And uh, yeah, Dion was at the top of this list for 1986. And when you sent me this list by Turks, all I wanted to do <laughs> was go back to 1986. I'm like, what are we doing in this dumb year of 2023? <laughs> Quite a year. There's Walk of Life by Dire Straits. I remember that video really well because that was all, it was like sports bloopers. It was, just, it was like all goofy. It was very silly. <laughs> yeah, it was a lot of goofy sports highlights for some reason. <laughs> they spent $4 putting that video together. Amanda by Boston is on this list, remember? The big comeback from Boston. Yes. And all of my friends named Amanda hated that song. <laughs> <laughs> That's understandable. Any songs on this list that you actively dislike? Because that's fun. Yes. <laughs> oh, good. What is it? Uh, I hope I don't draw too much fire for this, but uh, I did not like Secret Lovers by Atlantic Star. <laughs> oh, yes. That's the correct answer. That's a horrible song. <laughs> that's another duet that uh, Sponge Awareness and Kim never did. And that was probably for the best. <laughs> yeah. A huge hit. Number 12 for the year. Yeah. Secret Lovers. <laughs> I mean, and then not to throw too much shade Madonna's way, yep. but Live to Tell. Yeah. I didn't like. I agree. I that that was it's so slow and plodding and it just goes on and on with Live to Tell. The video was awful. It was all just like yep. clips from a Sean Penn movie. <laughs> and of all the wham songs to exist, yep. I'm your man. It's not bad it's just like it leaves zero impression whatsoever it's no wake me up before you go go exactly which that's a tough act to follow i'll grant you that but i i think i'm your man could have been on my list yeah, really yeah. um i only vaguely remember it and i didn't like it how about you i would say sarah by starship is not great i didn't like it and it's time i go back and listen to it now and i like it i i think um, my taste has dulled over the years. Also, my, my general, uh, I, I never really got on board with Gloria Estefan and Miami Sound Machine either. Ah, uh, and I really liked her, so. She's got a couple on this list, including one that I believe you did a parody of, right? I did. <laughs> I remember that. Is that on your album? It is. It is, yeah. You did, a, you did a parody. I remember. As soon as I saw this song on the list, I remembered the Cornflake version. Because <laughs> there's Miami Sound Machine. They're slow on words get in the way. <laughs> I would like to think that I improved it. <laughs> you did. You really did. It's a little sillier, a little naughtier. Yes. <laughs> Cornflake made the, the controversial naughty adult version. <laughs> I remember what you did. Yep. That's on the Cornflake and Jacob album. I don't know what you're talking about. We should also acknowledge the presence in the top 10. Number seven song of the year is by Eddie Murphy. <laughs> Isn't that something? <laughs> Eddie's goofy hit party all the time. People forget what a huge hit that was. I haven't forgotten. <laughs> I haven't stopped partying all the time ever since that song came out. Yeah, he had a few songs that did pretty well, but none as big as that one. 
Yeah, that's not what people think of Eddie Murphy for in general. (laughs) He's not going to be best remembered for his singing career, although not a bad singer, I suppose. But still, it still just seemed like, Eddie, what are you doing? (laughs) Go make a movie. There's a bunch of Lionel Richie on this list as well, of course. Uh, Dancing on the Ceiling is in there. And then uh, number two, though, Say You, Say Me. The weird slow song where if you played it at a dance, people didn't know what to do when you get to the fast part. That's what I love about that song is that (laughs) crazy fast part in the middle. It's a slow song with like 20 seconds in the middle where it gets real fast. So bizarre. So a huge pile of ridiculous songs, and we love most of them. (laughs) And we love most of them well. And most of them we enjoyed in video form back on V66. And so thanks for sharing your your, your 100th top four and a half list with us. Now on to 100 more. (laughs) That's the plan. All right. Well, we just wanted to kick around a bunch of goofy 80 songs today, and we just did that. So I guess we're done i guess we can stop i think we should stop (laughs) fine get us out of here okay before we go we of course want folks to know where to find us on the internet and that would be at flopcast.net facebook.com slash flopcast mastodon specifically at universodon.com slash at flopcast on instagram the underscore flopcast and on apple podcasts that's where the, the ratings and reviews happen. And so if you want to leave us one or the other or both, we would love that so much. Music for the Flopcast is written and performed by the Sponge Awareness Foundation. Uh, Sponge Awareness. You know, we also never did the song at number four. There's another 80s duet at number four on this list, On My Own, by Patti LaBelle and Michael McDonald. A massive oversight. Also never covered by us and that that's a bullet dodged because can you imagine me trying to sound like michael mcdonald yes i am imagining it now and i am trying not to laugh (laughs) that would have been an even bigger disaster than every other 80s duet we ever attempted cornflake thanks for uh getting through our latest tribute to v66 hope this was tolerable for the rest of you out there (laughs) A hundred weeks from now, we'll do it again. But meanwhile, be safe, be kind, be silly, and we'll see you next week. Peace and cookies. Hi, I'm Joe Heath. I'm Tony Heath. And we host the Watchathon of Rassilon. A podcast where we watch every episode of Doctor Who and then talk to you about it. It's like an idiot's guide to Doctor Who. And where are the idiots? The Watchathon of Rassilon, a Doctor Who podcast made by idiots. And a proud member of the ESO Network. It's the secret after show. Here we are. What do you what do you think? Well, Kevin, I'm <laughs> continuing to just kind of look down the list of all one hundred top singles from 1986. Yeah, we should say we're looking at the, the list on Wikipedia, which which doesn't stop at 66. <laughs> that would be so great if it did, though. <laughs> that was our cutoff point for our discussion, but Wikipedia has the top 100 for the year. Yes, yeah, so you looked a little, little deeper down the list. So I'm looking at these, yeah. And as we went through the top four and a half list today, it wasn't like I didn't know who Lisa Lisa was or the Jets or Survivor. Like sure. I knew who those were. I recognize the names, but there is a name deeper into this list that I didn't recognize at all. And I was astonished when I figured out who it was. Uh-huh. 
So at number 86 on the list is a song called Election Day. Yeah. And it's by Arcadia. Right. You don't remember Arcadia. I didn't know that most of Duran Duran briefly turned into a band called Arcadia. Oh, yes, they did. Yeah, Duran Duran kind of splintered into several different projects at this point. But you tell me after hearing these bands on the radio that you would have ever guessed if somebody (laughs) hadn't told you it was Arcadia, that Election Day was Arcadia. It's very Duranish. It's much more Duranish than uh, the other splinter group from Duran Duran was Power Station and, and their big hit was Some Like It Hot. But they had they had some of the Duran Duran guys, plus they had Robert Palmer singing lead on that. That's yes. Yeah, so it's it sounds like Robert Palmer, because it is. And y- you know what? If you had just told me that Some Like It Hot was by Robert Palmer, I wouldn't have known who Power Station was either. Those Durans, they confuse me so much. There's so much we have yet to learn about 1986. And we've got to keep working on this. We've got to keep studying. Just in case 1986 ever comes around again, we want to be ready. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek. <laughs>